Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Thanks for joining me for another Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. Really appreciate all of you joining us. My next guest brings over 30 years of leadership excellence, focusing on forging partnerships and building brands, experience in consumer products, manufacturing, finance, marketing, sales, and he's got a rapid development of his current company from a startup to one of the most innovative hardware platforms in the cannabis industry. That company is called Ammonite, and I'm with the president and founder of Ammonite, Mike McDonald. Mike, thanks for being on. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. My pleasure. And I want to go ahead and just ask real quick, what were you necessarily doing right now as part of Ammonite? Now, I also know that one of the things that was being brought up a lot was that you previously worked with Jetty Extracts. We've talked to the folks there here on this program, and you served as an advisor and chief corporate development officer, developing and patenting the, the Jetty Extracts, developing and patenting the Dablicator, uh, easy and efficient and clean oil dispenser. And you saw the market potential, scaled the growth of that IP and another of other CBD products and patent pending cannabis accessories. So what is it now that you do as part of Ammonite? Give me more of the, the overview of what you're doing now with Ammonite itself. So Ammonite was involved in the uh, the process oh. with Jetty Extracts and Dablicator, correct? I'll walk you through it um, okay. real quick. So Jetty Extracts, one of the largest cannabis brands in California, as you know, and uh, Colorado, New York now, and soon New Jersey, uh, they invented, the founders at Jetty invented the Dablicator. I became part of the, the uh, Jetty team in 2016, 2017, initially as an advisor. Um, and then I joined full-time as the chief revenue officer and, and really was focused on helping grow the business and we raised capital and so forth. Um, uh, so I'm one of the shareholders there and, and was very involved on the executive team. Around 20. 19 2020 the dablicator which was only available as a as a um as a jetty item um we started getting some inquiries hey could we get this for our brands um so long story short we spun off the dablicator into its own company that company is called ammonite but that's just really the company name we do business as dablicator so ammonite is essentially just a corporate name um, and uh, the entirety of our business right now is focused on this Dablicator platform and some um, accessories associated with Dablicator. Um, and, 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 and again, I mentioned we spun this out around late 2019, 2020, honestly, right in my garage. Like I, I uh, because our offices for Jetty were down in East Oakland. Uh, There's a lot of COVID restrictions for people that only would go there if they needed to. So I sort of took this idea, developed it in my garage with a part-time designer and kind of grew it from there. Just for people to know, we had a limited series called Potline Bling. And the folks at Melo Phil actually hosted that program, JJ Coombs. You can actually find the interview that 
he had with the CEO of JDX Tracks, Nate Ferguson, on that program. We had it back in August. So if you want to go and take that for reference, take a look for that. You can learn more about JDX Tracks there. But in terms of what you're doing now, how would you go and per se, the, what you've already done, if you go to the website, ammoniteinc.com, you show basically as the two products are the CBD products that Jetty provides and the Dablicator. So for those that look at what you do, what is it about? How would you best describe Ammonite right now? The fact that what you're doing, is it more in consultancy, more in, in strategy, implementation, business development? How would you best describe what everything encompasses that Ammonite does right now? Yeah, I mean, Ammonite um, is uh, honestly, it's its entire focus is Dablicator. We had a Jetty CBD branded line for a bit. Um, and that's sort of, I wouldn't say it, it's somewhat shelved based on a variety of reasons, but we did develop the IP around Jetty CBD. It's something that we might reactivate at some point, but, um, I, I had even forgotten that we have an ammoniteinc.com website. It's really dablicator.com. That's where we're focused entirely. Right. And it's, and, and, you know, as I mentioned, ammonite is simply a, a is a corporate entity with uh, that does business as Dablicator. Um, so uh, so that's what that is. And then, you know, with Dablicator, we've just, uh, and you may mention Nate Ferguson. He's one of the co-founders of Jetty. He's one of the inventors of Dablicator. He and Ron Gershoni and Rob Ferguson um, invented this product to be a better way to dab, but then they realized it was a better way to ingest cannabis orally to put in food. And, and so we just sort of took the technology, made a platform out of it instead of just a thing and, and created this platform that lets other brands throughout the US, Canada, now soon to be Europe and Mexico um, to utilize this platform for their brand and their oil. Right. And so I've seen in a bunch of different places how you also you represented as the president of Dablicator. And one of the things that's been done uh, recently is the fact that uh, revenue right now on the retail end for Dablicator has passed $100 million. You now have a brand partnership with TerraSend's leading in-house brands. You also brought that proprietary into their products as well. Right. And they're, they've joined the oil app, the Dablicator Oil Applicator Brand Partner Program for best class in-house brands. And their products include Gage Cannabis, Kind Tree, and Alara Healthcare. We've talked to a couple yeah. of those people on the program too. Yeah. And the idea is, the oil applicator Dablicator is crafted to replace messy syringes and is compatible with all oil types and to become the leading name and concentrate delivery hardware. So what can you tell me about the hardware itself that makes it so yeah. durable and also makes it, it's okay, I guess kind of spill free. It's much more efficient for what you're trying to do in terms of yeah. what we're looking for to dab application. Yeah, it's a better delivery uh, device for cannabis oil um, that you want to use to make a joint, infused joint with, to put it in food, to put it in a dab rig because it's not messy. Um, you can in, you can put it on your finger and ingest it. People are using it to refill cartridges because it's really sleek and 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 designed that way. And I don't know if you've seen one, and I'm not sure we're going to be on camera, but it um, you know this is what it looks like. And it's, huh? it's got a really twist, you know, this is a kind tree version of it, twist and plunge. So you get really sort of uh, measured doses. So it's just got a lot of, a lot of cool features. And you can imagine as far as replacing a syringe, I think you'd probably want this in your backpack or your pocket um, uh, more so than a, 
than a sketchy looking syringe. Right, with um, the needle coming out like it is. And you yeah. made a point of how that comes across. You mentioned that the Dabblicator demonstrates a need quote for a product that supersedes traditional syringes, replacing right. classic hardware, something more efficient and versatile. Which the truth is, you would think that more syringes would be done that way anyway. I mean, first of all, you go get you get blood drawn. You don't necessarily like to go and see that big, long needle right. coming off of there. You want to see a syringe that's much more pliable. And the same way here, the syringe is so it's able to, you're going to put the product on that concentrate. So it's easy to drop into the dab and it just sits in there almost like, a, again, like a syringe or just uh, almost like yeah. a droplet kind of feel to it. You want something yeah. that's efficient and also like you said because of how thick and and the consistency the viscosity of the dab that you want to be able to have it so it's clean it's able to go and you know obviously like you could dispense and it's no mess no fuss yeah i mean it's just a better mousetrap if you will than a syringe but it's much more than that it's it's what we found is first of all the 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 market for syringes is tiny um there's a lot of them sold primarily into the medical market because patients want their medicine and they, they want it no fuss. So a syringe kind of works for that. Dablicator replaces the syringe for the medical market in, entirely. We have a lot of our uh, partners um, putting RSO into it. So um, RSO is a very, very um, uh, uh, a desired product in the medical in the medical side of the business. 710 Labs has got its really sort of award-winning RSO out in Dablicator. But the the product itself is is a better mousetrap, but it's also way more discreet. Um, and when I say better mousetrap, easier to use, better dosing. But what I think has really differentiated us and given us that growth, you mentioned a hundred million dollars in retail revenue. That's pretty that's pretty impressive, and it's something that we hadn't really thought about. We just had our heads down, you know, uh, trying to build the business. But what that means is a um, hundred million. Well, a hundred million dollars were spent by consumers in the last 18 months to say, I want one of those with your oil in it, meaning your oil kind tree or your oil 710 lab. So, so um, and that press release that came out talks also about our partnership with TerraSend and their three brands. But what's important to note is we have 43 brand partners now nationally in 26 markets. So TerraSend is one of them. So we now have 43 brand partners like wow. Jetty, like 710, like Terrasen, like Columbia Care, like GTI, like Cresco that put their oil in a branded hardware and package that we manufacture for them. And then, and the reason I mentioned Alex, and one of the reasons we've been so successful is we then actively engage with the brand partners to educate the market, the bud tenders, at retail, online, through social, we handhold with them as they launch their brand, their oil on the Dablicator platform. So, so it's a great device, but I think the real, the real secret sauce is us wrapping our arms around our brand partners, becoming part of their team and helping them sell a hundred million dollars worth of product uh, in, in the last 18 months. So I, I think what we found is a cool mousetrap. We've invented it. We've patented it. We have multiple pending. But I think the real success is about how we execute on what we call the customer and partner success side. We don't just leave them. We don't just sell them some hardware like a vape cart and say, good luck. We um, we partner deeply with them to help them sell a ton of their oil and their brand into the market. Does that make sense? Sure. It absolutely does. The oil applicator itself, it's either you have it loaded with full spectrum live resin or a clean and potent live resin oil. And the other thing, too, is it also is very heat resistant. 
when you're looking at people that probably they're not just doing one dab, they're doing it again and again on a very hot surface. And you want to be able to have it where you can drop in. It's not going to get any, a lot of mess and a lot of stickiness around that. It's just a clean drop. It's in and you're consuming again. That's very important to have. Well, now as this happens, it's been for a couple of years, you've had this to market. Talk to me about just, you know, the constant thing that you learned that from all these different brands that have been brought on board that are now using this process, what are they saying the most about? I mean, does this feel like something that you just feel like you don't need to make any other products? This product right now is standing alone. All you're doing is continuing to bring more and more companies to learn, you know, the real, the, the getting the praises of the applicator and getting yeah. them to go ahead and get on this technology that you have. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we've got product in development, but this really is the leader, lead product in the portfolio. And by the way, from a standpoint of what oils go in it, and it really has a lot to do with the market, but um, uh, terped distillate works really well in this product. Live resin oh. works well, rosin and solventless, CBD, RSO. So it's really, a as long as the viscosity is not super, super thick or super hard, it works beautifully for all types of oils. Um, so you've got, you know, so for example, in Delaware, uh, in back east, some markets, all you have is distillate available because of the, you know, the biomass supply chain. In really mature markets like California, rosin and live resin is king, um, whereas distillate is kind of just high potency for the price. So you've got a product that kind of really covers all oil types, which help focus different markets on different um, uh, oil types and, and uh, uh, consumers. And then you've got a product that goes way beyond dabbing, right? Um, it's used for all those other uh, all those other case studies, which opens up the opportunity to our partners, um, customers. Somebody that wouldn't dab can buy a dablicator to mix it into their guacamole. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we have a whole cookbook and and recipe cards coming <laughs> that come out. Somebody that doesn't want it in an edible and won't dab would probably love to put it. Um, in a in while well, they roll a joint and have their own infused joint. Um, someone that just wants their medicine will take a little a little dab on their finger and put it under their tongue. So, uh, someone in some markets where um, they can buy uh, uh, empty cartridges can use it to fill their own cartridges. So, um, you've you know making edibles, filling cartridges, dabbing directly, putting it on a joint, putting it on flour, um, eating it. it. It's just a real versatile device that brings in a lot of customers that might not otherwise be interested in concentrates. So what we've heard from our customers is we 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 need an easy lift, meaning we are busy. We had five people for this particular area of the business, but because of the industry, we're down to one. Um, we don't have money to invest in capital equipment to bring on a new product. Um, we need to have, you know, ideally we have kilos and kilos of distillate sitting in the vault and we need something to do with it. So we yeah. come in and we make it totally stress-free. We do all the custom branding, full turnkey packaging, no additional cost needs to be put into the factory. So that, that checks that box. It's the right. same oil generally, and the same filling equipment is what they're using for their vape. And then, as I mentioned, as far as a launch, we act as an extension of their brand and product team, and we partner with them deeply on launching and getting them assets from, you know, from from you know postcards to 
to swag, to digital assets for them as part of the program. So it really makes it a light lift. And those that have actively allowed us, allowed us to actively engage with them have been incredibly successful. We have a partner in, uh, in Florida that's selling $500,000 to $750,000 a month of wow. new, and it's new revenue too, Rasco. That's what's interesting. Um, what's cool about Dablicator is it's cool and people are buying it, but what, what, what we found is it's incremental revenue to the basket size. Because a, re a, a, a retailer doesn't want to sell your cartridge because it might take the revenue from my cartridge. What they're looking for is incremental revenue, accretive revenue. And we found that as the um, that the basket size with a dablicator in it is sometimes as much as 60% bigger than a non-dablicator basket. So you're solving all these pains point, all these pain points for your for your partner, easy to set up. No new, no new capital equipment. We do all the turnkey branding and packaging, and we uh, actively participate in marketing and educating your customers and your bud tenders. And it's incremental revenue, so it's kind of it. It, it it's kind of a, I mean, a unicorn in a way. I mean, dare I say that? But it's a it's a white space that didn't really that people didn't even know they wanted. Right? It's this product that people look at it, customers look at it and they're like, whoa, why didn't somebody come up with this before? Right. That's the product. But I think, as I mentioned multiple times, I'd say as important, if not more important, is all the backend stuff that we do to make it really easy for our partners. I want to make this point as we wrap things up. Because of the technology you've made, it's not that far away from, and I don't think it would be that far away, far-fetched to go and see where this kind of technology could be used into vape technology and be able to go ahead and say, well, let's just change the application. Let's just make it something that people can go ahead and put the oils in and be able to go ahead and consume vapes from any either a portable or a much more standard, yeah. you know, piece that just has refills on a regular basis. Is that something anybody's talked about over there? Is that something that if possible, could the applicator be, you know, retrofitted and changed into be something that could be a vape device? Well, it's it's doesn't have electronics in it. So what it ha what it is being used as is certainly important. The e-rigs and the technology and e-rigs, the puffcos of the world, mm -hmm. um, it's a really great portable way to enjoy dabbing. Um, there are some really cool handheld e-rigs that are you know look like dab look like vape pens, and we make one actually. It's called the Dab Pen XS. It's one of our new products where you just pop the top off put a squirt of dablicator oil in there, pop the top back on and, and, and hit it just like a vape pen. But the, the device itself is really a delivery mechanism. It's not designed to be smoked uh, or vaped by itself. It's there to deliver oil for all these different applications, um, one of which is, is vaping or, or dabbing. So let's go and direct people to the website. There are companies out there, as you said, 43 brands and counting, I'm sure, that would love to be a part and take part in Dablicator. So yep. you have people that have the opportunity to go and go to your website, dablicator.com, D-A-B-L-I-C-A-T-O-R.com. Yep. You can go, there's a contact form, extensive. And for those that want to go ahead and get on to them, what would you tell them if they want to partner with you in the partner program and- Go ahead, uh, go forward with your technology. What would you tell them? 
I would say go to dablicator.com, learn a little bit about the device on the consumer facing piece. There's a little button that says brand partners. You click on that and you can learn about the brand partner program. And if it looks like it might be interesting, fill out that form. We'll respond immediately. And honestly, what we do is we set up a call like this to just really see if it's a good fit. We're not we're not bringing everybody onto the platform. It's premium partners um, in, in the different markets. And generally, if you're a really good brand um, and you have some retail presence or you've got good distribution in your market, um, it, it can be a good fit. Um, it's not always a good fit. Uh, we don't accept everybody that uh, makes inquiries, but generally if you're a premium brand partner, a premium brand and or have really strong retail um, and you have a great house brand, um, it can be a really great fit. Mike McDonald, president at Ammonite, the parent company of Dablicator. And dablicator.com is the website to go to if you want to be interested in the partner program. Mike, thanks so much for making the time to join us. Thank you, sir. Stay tuned. We have more Blunt Business coming up after a short break. Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt Business. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Blunt Business. With me right now is the CEO and director of a clinical stage biotechnology company headquartered in Palo Alto, California. I think that's where Stanford's located, correct? Focus on the development of therapeutics for unmet medical needs and chronic pain inflammation and fibrosis and here to talk about this because of the fact that this company has been working on developing synthetic cannabinoid analogs for the treatment of those diagnoses and that company is 180 life sciences i'm now with the ceo and director of 180 life sciences jim dr jim woody dr jim thanks for being on my pleasure absolutely so you have this FCA or synthetic cannabinoid analogs program you've developing drug products to offer a, a robustly consistent and safe dosage while allowing patient intake to be carefully controlled. Very important areas to go into. And you're developing proprietary compounds, safe, non-addictive, non-psychoactive, more than 99.5% pure, offering improved oral bioavailability and rigorously tested for the relief of inflammatory pain. So there are a lot of different areas of inflammation that we can that, that can be talked about as ailments that need treatment. So give me a little bit more context and if you can summarize as much as you can, the areas of focus right now that you're that what you're looking to do right now with the CSA, the SEAs, excuse me. Sure. Uh, so uh, 180 Life Sciences was formed uh, by the merger of three companies. One of them was called Can Bio RX, which still exists as one of our subsidiaries. Mm -hmm. And uh, Can Bio RX was the uh, company that was working on uh, cannabinoids. And uh, this was work done even before 180LS was formed between uh, uh, Professor Raphael Michelin of Hebrew University, who's actually the uh, discoverer of the human endocannabinoid system. Uh, 
and uh, Dr. Mark Feldman, who was a colleague of mine, he and I worked out that uh, anti-TNF was able to prevent the uh, inflammation and joint destruction in uh, rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, and anti-TNF drugs are now the largest anti-inflammatory drugs uh, on the market at over $40 billion a year. So uh, Dr. Feldman and I and our colleagues have been involved in this. We also learned that anti-TNF was effective in Crohn's disease and psoriasis and ulcerative colitis. So uh, we have a lot of experience over the years in inflammatory diseases. Uh, working with Dr. Uh, Michelin, uh, he was a, a brilliant scientist and uh, published a huge number of papers, unfortunately just passed away uh, recently. Uh, but we have been working with his laboratory and his fellows for some time. And uh, if you go to your uh, local vendor and buy uh, CBD or cannabis, it's uh, over 100 compounds. So it's nothing close to being pure or uh, uh, a single compound that you can test and figure out which ones are doing the uh, beneficial activities. And so we work with Dr. Michelin, develop some synthetic single molecules that uh, have the same properties as some of the CBDs. And so we found uh, using some informative inflammatory uh, animal models, which we were able to uh, predict was effective in rheumatoid arthritis and other inflammatory diseases, that these synthetic compounds were anti-inflammatory and also analgesic. And uh, so we've been working with those since they're single compounds and they're something you could make into a particular pill or into some formulation that's easily absorbed. Uh, you realize that CBD per se, the local variety, uh, e even the commercial stuff is very poorly absorbable uh, if you take it orally. That's why they have to put it in oil or something else or uh, administer it via some other route. But we would see the ability of having an orally available uh, CBD compound to be quite attractive that we could use in uh, inflammation and pain. Now, with some people that might be hearing when they hear the word synthetic and we're thinking about the fact that a lot of commercial products as you make mention of there is delta 8 and delta 9 thc an active component of cannabis sativa that is out there and there might be some people that might get those the, the area of treatment that you're trying to do with the development that you're working on of using synthetic cannabinoid analog therapy so i want to just if you can help me go and just distinguish to make sure how it is, it's, it's separate from what people might be perceiving the narrative of Delta 8 or Delta 9. Uh, yeah, you know, most of the small uh, molecules or pills that you take are really synthetic compounds or single compounds like Advil or Aleve or any of those. Uh, and uh, so synthetic just means that uh, we have a single compound rather than a big mixture of things. And so it's a very common uh, common use for uh, lots of different medicines. So uh, it's useful for what we're doing to differentiate it from uh, uh, compounds that are mixtures. I guess I'm just trying to go and get my head wrapped around where everything comes from and, and how it's all put together. So now the, the part of the program that we're, that's being focused right now early on is early stage Dupuytren's contracture, condition which affects approximately, well, we're talking about a combined 30 million people in the U.S. 
European Union and the UK. And right now you're in currently a phase 2B trial. Final results will be published in the Lancet Rheumatology and meaning a primary endpoint of nodule hardness and secondary endpoint of nodule side with statistical significance. Um, and so far, findings have been there have been no treatment-related serious adverse events. The is the only treatment for early-stage fibrosis of the hand. The program is filling an important need, a me medical need, and promises to be a potentially lucrative treatment. Can you tell me behind this particular study and what you're learning about the fibrosis of the hand, this part of this inflammation and the study you're doing, talk to me about what you what what was being done in terms of the process. Was it random, blind, clinical based? Anything you can give us about that and who were participating in the study, or how many did participate in the study? Yeah, uh, ever since uh, Dr. Feldman and I discovered the utility of the anti-TNF biologics in uh, arthritis and Crohn's disease and psoriasis back in the late 90s. Uh, there's lots of companies making those now, but no new indications. They're still treating the same things, uh, uh, all of them. And so our scientists in, in the UK discovered that uh, certain kinds of fibrosis were driven by TNF. And one of the conditions is called Dupuytren's hand contracture. It starts as a small nodule in your hand, in the palm of your hand. And this nodule leads to fibrous cords that pull your fingers together. And some famous people like uh, Ronald Reagan and our Margaret Thatcher had Dupuytren's uh, contracture. And up until now, there's no therapies to stop it from going on to the disability that your hand can't work anymore. You can't button your clothes. You can't type. Uh, until you have surgery to release the uh, the fibrous cords. Uh, so this fibrosis program is quite different from anything we're doing with the cannabinoids. With the uh, synthetic cannabinoids, we're focusing on uh, inflammation and pain. And by that, I mean, if you take uh, patients with rheumatoid arthritis or any of the severe painful uh, diseases that they have, even the anti-TNFs, even though they keep this under control, they don't make all the pain and inflammation go away. They just sort of keep it under control so you can relive a fairly normal life. So what happens when you have chronic severe pain? Well, most people rely on things like Advil or Aleve uh, and the what they call non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. But these things, even though they're in wide use, have some problems in terms of damage to kidneys and other things. So overdosing is a, is a real problem in, in the country. And the next step up from, uh, from there for severe pain, of course, is the opioids, which you want to avoid for all the problems that you have with the opioids. So we're hoping that our, our synthetic versions can fit in the middle there, be non-addictive, uh, be anti-inflammatory and also uh, relieve pain that would help these patients with rheumatoid arthritis or any other kinds of inflammatory pain. And so that's where we're hoping to position this going forward to avoid the problem of the NSAIDs and also avoid the problem of the opioids going forward. So that's what we're thinking about for this particular class of compounds, which we're continuing to develop. I also want to make a point that through a mainstream science, there's been reports that Harvard Health actually spoke about where there was a review back in December of last year in the JMA, JAMA Network Open, uh, where they did a meta-analysis of 20 randomized controlled studies 
the effect of positive media attention on patient expectations for pain relief from cannabis products. They had 1,400 plus people participating. All had neuropathic neuropathic pain. Oh my God! Or pain from multiple sclerosis. And what they were given was a placebo, either given as a pill, spray, oil, smoke, or vapor. And participants receiving active treatment, they reported similar levels of pain relief. The idea was that it was that while there were other products that might be used for pain relief, that this cannabis placebo provided very similar pain relief as a cannabis-based product. So what they're talking about is just that they're looking at the idea of how much they're learning from this. I don't know if you, what you know about this particular study or what other studies been out there about if, you know, instead of replacing aspirin or ibuprofen with cannabis, what can you tell me about, you know, what is it, is a, is it a standalone more effective treatment, what you're doing, or does it stand in line as a better replacement for other treatment methods? Yeah, it's a good uh, it's a good point. Uh, one of the issues is the neuropathic pain is very hard to treat. Uh, it's very difficult and it's persistent and uh, doesn't respond well to um, medicines and people have developed all kinds of options. Now, the problem with providing uh, cannabis is, like I said, it's a mixture of compounds and uh, some of them may be effective, some of them not for a single drug like we have, we'll be able to actually test how much is in the blood and how much it needs to relieve any kind of pain. We can work that out. Whereas you can't do that with the uh, with the usual uh, source of cannabis. Now, placebo effects in some of these trials is problematic for sure. Right. Uh, and uh, if the placebo is by the person perceived to be beneficial, uh, their reports will be improved. And that uh, tells you that there's a, a, a component of uh, concern over the pain that's relieved by just thinking that uh, it's going to be beneficial. So uh, it's not surprising that you might find with that. In, in our cases, we'll be treating really pain that's uh, not affected by placebo because we know uh, how severe it is. So we'll be able to work that out. But uh, yeah, but you need. I think you need single compounds that are potent that you can actually measure how much you're giving in the blood to get to the levels that you want to uh, create the uh, analgesic effect that you'd like. So ultimately, in the studies and the work you're doing at this stage, ultimately, what would be the treatment? What would be the dosage? What would be ultimately? What would be the actual regimen that can be made now to help relieve or help alleviate some of the symptoms that you're talking about here when it comes to chronic pain, inflammation, and fibrosis, what is the end goal? Yeah, well, this is a, a classical uh, pain type of study, and inflammation and pain study. So initially, and this is things we're working on as we speak, and then a year from now, I can give you a report, sure. is to try to find out how much of this synthetic cannabinoid we can uh, administer and what levels we can achieve in the blood, giving it orally. And uh, that's a process we're working on. Once we figure out how much we could administer and how much we uh, can get into the bloodstream, then we'll actually do a real pain study uh, and compare it to some other uh, anti-pain agents to see whether it's uh, effective. 
And at that point, assuming that it's a, as good or better than some of the things that are out there, we'll be able to have a product that, uh, like I said, is non-addictive and uh, doesn't carry the toxicity of the NSAIDs and might be quite beneficial to patients uh, uh, that need to avoid opioids for sure. So that's the, uh, that's the plan going forward and we're working on all of those things. It's a lot to go through. Now, for those that might be out there and saying, okay, so if this is through these SCAs, if we're looking and hearing, oh, it might be similar to certain products that might be out there, uh, what do you say to those that might already say, well, maybe none of those existing treatments, if, you're, if your study is already proving that, I mean, is it better not, would it, be, would it be better to be patient to look for a treatment to come along the lines? Or is there something existing right now that can help to alleviate these particular symptoms? Uh, the, uh, you know, we're not aware of any of the uh, cannabinoid products currently out there that are really effective at relieving uh, pain and inflammation. Mm -hmm. uh, there may be some coming along, but those would be uh, uh, considered in our, our trial designs and things like that. So, uh, We'll keep in touch with what's going on in the, in the field. But uh, well, what I want to ask was potential. not so much where I'm recommending products. I didn't want to make it that point. I'm just saying for those that might be patients and they're looking to have some kind of treatment, if they go ahead and look to say, okay, we'll just put two and two together. If he's saying it's this, maybe we need to go look for products that might be similar. Is I mean, what would you say to those patients that are dealing with this right now, waiting for that kind of relief? If there is something that comes down the line. In the meantime, you know, is there anything out there that is to help at the moment until you can really get more definitive uh, results of the study? Well, the, uh, you know, the clinical use in uh, inflammatory pain like arthritis or, uh, or other things, you know, as I just pointed out, they uh, commonly use Advil and Aleve and there's several similar kinds of products which kind of work, uh, but they carry the uh, side effect of uh, causing uh, eventual kidney damage. Right. Uh, and beyond that, there's just not much before you get to the next step into uh, things like opioids, which you want to avoid. So there's a, there's a place there for compounds and maybe some of these synthetic CBDs will be able to fill that place and be much more potent than perhaps the uh, uh, Advil or Aleve, but also not uh, provide the problems of the uh, opioids. It's kind of what, what we're thinking and hoping. And there's some out there that may be able to do that, but they have to be tested properly. And uh, the FDA and the uh, uh, other regulatory agencies in Europe and in, uh, in Israel, where some of our work is being done, they have pretty strict guidelines about how you do these pain studies. And we're very familiar with them and, and uh, we'll be guided by, uh, by these regulatory agencies to uh, to get to the place where we can get an approved drug. And for those that want to go ahead and be involved and really help out in the study, just to give a heads up that one of the life sciences is publicly traded. And for those that want to go ahead and participate and put and follow along and help to go ahead and support the company, the, the company is available is listed on the NASDAQ on the stock exchange the stock ticker is ATNF. ATNF, as you know, I'm a little bit of a, for listeners might know, I kind of talk about stocks. So when I get a chance to go mention a stock ticker here, become a shareholder, be a part in some way to help participate. Now, for those that want to also possibly help to invest in what you're doing right now, 
or, you know, help and give some kind of any kind of support they can. The website is 180, the number 180lifesciences.com, 180lifesciences.com. And for those who want to go ahead and come in and contact you, whether it's investors, whether it's people that might be able to help in some other way, what should they do? What should they do when they go to the website? Who would you like to hear from? You know, typically what we do with our website is we list any of the clinical trials that we're undertaking. And uh, those are listed uh, with the FDA under uh, uh, the clinicaltrials.com. And one can go there and see if there's a trial going on that we're sponsoring and uh, who's doing it and what the sites are located. These are FDA sponsored trials. Now, it'll be some times before we get to the FDA and actually have these trials, but you can track it on our on our website. And uh, if there's sites near uh, where a person lives uh, and it's convenient, they might be enrolled in, in the trials. Sure, we can... Uh, uh, we can accommodate that. It's typically how you do things and uh, make sure that the uh, trials are well advertised and uh, available to people to be uh, to be participating in. Now, we were talking before about uh, fibrosis of the hand or Duputrin's disease and the fact that one of the life sciences already has issued a notice of allowance, has an, already has a patent application from the U.S. Patent and Trademark Offices to have that patent related to treating Dupuytren's disease. That was back in February. Is there any update you can give us on where you are in having that patent and where you are in terms of uh, being able to move forward about having a method of treating the disease using a pre-filled syringe? Right. We uh, also, I believe, uh, the pre-filled syringe patent has been uh, uh, also issued. So, Injecting these nodules in the hand turns out to be tough because they're tough fibrous tissues mm -hmm. and it requires a special uh, tougher needle and a tougher syringe than is usually used for the way uh, the anti-TNFs are given to rheumatoid arthritis patient, which is a very fine needle. And so we've been able to work that out. At present, we're uh, talking with the uh, UK regulatory agencies called the MHRA a medical health care care administration there to see if we can get, a, get approved to sell the drugs in the UK. And in, in due course, we'll also meet with the US FDA to probably initiate uh, final trials and approval here in the US. But that's the uh, that's the process that uh, is actually quite lengthy, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll get there and we're on our way uh, with uh, what we think will be a very good therapy and uh, certainly one that prevents people from having the disability with Dupuytren's. But uh, it's, you know, it's not really related to the CBD programs, but it's uh, the ones we're carrying forward. And another condition of fibrosis is called frozen shoulder in which a lot of these people have Dupuytren's, the fibrosis, and we think the frozen shoulder is the same process, and we'll be doing trials in the frozen shoulder as well going forward. So there's a number of things that we have going on in the inflammation and fibrosis field. And with the treatment for Dupuytren's disease, just to give people a heads up as well, companies already put out some, uh, they've already put out publication of a review on the treatments for the early stage of this disease. And that's, you can actually find that in the Journal of Hand Surgery, European volume that was published there uh, back in January this year. So right. there's a lot of things you're working on. And yes, this is not related to CBD treatment and what you're doing, but I just thought 
it's important to go make the point that it's across the board. I mean, you're looking at cannabis as a possible treatment option and you're, you're studying it, but also you're looking at other treatments as well. So to, you're not looking at the computer as some kind of adventure where it's like cannabis only that cannabis, you just, you embrace the fact that cannabis can be very effective and can offer pain relief. You're already starting to see the results of that. There, there are, there are definitely signs that show that other clinical outlets. So like a Harvard are already saying so as well, they're using placebos. I mean, we're seeing right now the effects for, if we want a reason for people to understand why cannabis is so important in terms of, from the medical standpoint, if we can show more evidence and proof that of various afflictions, various symptoms that are out there and no longer keep cannabis in that stereotype that it's only used for the entourage effect, that it can actually be used as a treatment option. And it can actually take away the weaning off of opioids or any other narcotics would be a great boost. It's a natural organic product out there and you're even doing it even going through the synthetic route with, with these uh, synthetic uh, these SEAs and going that route as well it's important work you're doing right now with the synthetic cannabinoid analog program with what you're doing across the board on all this issue of pathological information so it's important work what you're doing it might be hard for me to wrap my heart or my, my head around but I get what you're trying to do and it's great. It's very brave work and it's a lot of the need to be put into a lot of investment, a lot of time, a lot of resources. So I really appreciate your team for doing that. So just going to close things out. What would you want our listeners to do to go and follow along? Obviously we'd love to go and have you back when you hear, you learn more about the studies and what you're able to go and find out in your findings, but what can people do to go and stay involved with what you're doing one more time? What should they go ahead and look out for and what can they do to help? I I think you're exactly right that these uh, the CBD compounds uh, do have uh, really potential, if very effective medicinal effects for inflammation and, and pain. And the key here is to be able to find uh, compounds that you can give in sufficient quantity to be able to do that to help not just pain, but even things like PTSD and seizures and all the other things that are kind of uh, uh, on the fringe of uh, CBD utilization. So we think that they're effective drugs. We just need to make them pure enough and be able to administer them in a sufficient dose to help people. And uh, at that point, then uh, they'll be quite uh, quite beneficial and not carry a lot of the toxicities that other things do. So. We're uh, we're very optimistic that eventually we'll be able to get there. I worked at a pharmacy when I was growing up, uh, Eckers Pharmacy down here in South Florida, and I remember seeing some of the pharmacists that were here, and when they would look at some of the patients, they would go ahead and dole out dosage, and seeing the amount of chronic pain medications, you know, anything was Schedule Two or Schedule One, which is, it could be Lorset or Lortab or Hydrocodone or Percocet when it was available back in the day. And our oxycodone and just knowing the abuse that was being done to it and seeing how some people would just snap and be into a violent rage if they were not able to get that 30 day dose. And sometimes they would go ahead and get the dose. And obviously they've been using a little bit more than you than, than prescribed and they run out. They say, well, the doctor needs to give me another script. And I'm like, there has to be a better way. So we need to fight this cause here 
to get people off of this. And also, you know, the fact of there are people out there that illegal narcotics are going on out there or illegal medicines. Like when we already talked about the opioid epidemic, all these things can be released if we can get more into a more natural, organic uh, term of treatment and relief. That's what I hope what you're doing is able to go and further that cause. So again, Great. I really appreciate you taking time out to talk to me. I'm Dr. Jim Woody's been with me, the CEO of 180 Life Sciences. Thank you so much for being on with us. Website is 180lifesciences.com, 180lifesciences.com. And like I said, I think it's not a bad idea to go ahead. And, if you want to go ahead and help further the cause, be a shareholder. Listen on the NASDAQ, ticker ATNF. Uh, Dr. Jim, thanks for being on with us. Thanks for giving us the information. My pleasure. And uh, I'm in total agreement. Let's move away from the addictive drugs and find some that are effective for all of our patients who need it. And thank you listeners for tuning in. We'll talk to you next time. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.